welcome to the Behind the Tea podcast with Robin Kelly. In this week's episode, we're continuing our conversation on all things fashion curling related. So if you listened to last week's episode, we talked about the history of fashion and curling and some of the notable um, events like the Norwegian pants coming onto the scene at the Olympics. Um, Today, we're continuing that conversation uh, with a different spin to it. We're going to focus more on all of the curling fashion faux pas that have happened throughout the years. We wouldn't know anything about this. We're very fashionable, so... Well, at least we're fashionable today. (laughs) If you listened to last week's episode, uh, we did go through a phase um, of wearing oversized curling equipment, but that was Mm -hmm. fashionable for the time. So it's hard to believe that garbage bag curling jackets were ever fashionable, but goes to show what I know. Hey, it was the early 2000s. Okay. There was a lot of questionable (laughs) fashion choices back then. That's right. I should point out um, this episode was written by both of our moms, I, we were men- I was mentioning to my mom that we were going to do an episode on fashion faux pas, and she was saying, oh, here you go. She gave me a list of things to bring up. And then, funny enough, same thing happened with you, right? And we know, like, our moms are both fashionable ladies, so they definitely know what they're talking about. Like, this is, they're a good resource to have on hand. That's right. So shout out to them, one of our two listeners. <laughs> If you have anything to add from last week's episode or things um, that you thought about that we didn't mention, feel free to drop us a line on our Instagram at behindthetea.curling or our new YouTube channel, Behind the Tea Podcast. If you search Behind the Tea in YouTube uh, and you scroll past all the references to it, because that's what it thinks, like with the scary clown, because that's what it thinks you're looking for. But uh, no, if you keep scrolling, you will find us. So if you're listening on YouTube, feel free to add a comment down below, or you can also reach us in the old school way by email at behindthetea.curling at gmail.com. And because this is kind of visual, what we're talking about, we will try to uh, do our best to describe these fashion faux pas since we're in a non-visual medium right now. But if you're watching on YouTube, maybe we can figure out how to put up a picture or we'll put up pictures of what we're talking about on Instagram so that you can say, I know that they're right. I think a lot of these images too, you can do a quick Google search and they'll appear under the image tab. That's right. Most of them. I dug pretty deep on a few of them. So let's jump into, I guess, our first point. This one was suggested by my mother. Uh, It's a little tongue in cheek, um, but (laughs) the first comment she made was, if you want to be a successful, especially male curler, um, you have to not have too much hair on your head, if possibly be bald. Um, <laughs> if you have, <laughs> again, tongue in cheek, um, but it's true. If you have seen uh, or if you've ha- watched curling in the past 10 years, a lot of the top teams, the skips especially, have all been bald, most notably Kevin Martin multiple world champion, Canadian champion, Olympic champion, uh, Kevin Cooey, also from Alberta. He's very, very bald. Um, Then Jacobs, not just the skip, but the whole team doesn't have hair. Um, Which you would think also coming from Northern Ontario, Thunder Bay, it gets pretty uh, cold out there. So, But at least they have those uh, baseball hats that they wear. And Mm -hmm. uh, remember that one year they came out they started the season and all of them had like a full beard 
like they were bald on top and then had a beard. It was a great look. It was a great look. Uh-huh. Well, it goes to show why I, uh, I've i never made the briar. Well, there you go. It my head. Because you should shave your head. Or at least have, um, if you don't shave your head completely, at least have a very receding hairline. Um, if you go even further back, we have Howard and Furby who also... They weren't fully bald, but they did They did have quite uh, the receding hairline. And all of them are successful curlers. So that just comes to show that if you are male and you want to succeed in Canada. I wonder now, who is the hairiest briar winner? There's a question that has never before been asked. <laughs> <laughs> Asking the tough questions here. Um, yeah. I would think probably think Gushu. I guess. And he doesn't have a lot of hair. It's pretty no. short. And here's the thing. I guess you, I would say Brendan Botcher's the next guy to come up he, like he's still fairly young he's like our age um but i think he's gonna be the next cooey kevin martin like he's gonna have a very long like a long career um but he hasn't he like he's hair. always yeah and he's always so close to winning he's made it to finals and just never wins and it's because he has too much hair on his head just saying oh, very interesting <laughs> so brendan Botcher, if you're listening just may just try it and see I think that's good advice. This might be a conspiracy theory we're just throwing <laughs> out there. But every week we have a conspiracy theory of some nature. So that's ours for this week. And you know, it's just history has shown that a lack of hair improves your curling game. Yeah, the correlation is there. Correlation's there. And as we all know these days, you make a statement that sounds factual, it must be true. So we're sticking <laughs> with On this that. show anyways, for sure. So if I'll move on to the second comment yeah. uh, that you made, um, this fashion faux pas happened a couple years ago. Um, I haven't seen it. It didn't really catch on, thank God. But back in 2017 or so, Team Jacobs started this trend. And I think maybe some other teams also went in on it. But they came out wearing skinny pants <laughs> or pants that are very like tapered around the ankle. Mm -hmm. and we all know how chunky curling shoes are like there's no way to make them look good with a skinny pant and it just <laughs> it does not work and I remember when, when um we were at the briar it was something when they were playing at the briar it was something that everyone commented on and just like it just didn't look good and especially <laughs> they're really stocky guys so they're big on top and then this very skinny calf muscles and the big chunky shoe it, it wasn't a good look oh interesting i don't remember that as much i wasn't really sure what what led them to the decision to wear those pants but then i did some a little research on it and unfortunately i didn't find a picture but in that year 2000 the season of 2017 to 2018 jacobs partnered with lululemon which is a great sports brand ah and lululemon is pretty big with the women as we talked about last week with the pants and the jackets, but Lululemon also has a whole men's collection and some of their pants are tapered to the ankle, but obviously these weren't designed for curling, but being partnered with them, I guess they chose those pants and I'm sorry, Jacobs. It was not, not a good, it was decision. not a good partnership. No, no. Oh. Or I don't know. I don't know if they're still partnered, but like Lululemon also does has, does have pants that aren't tapered. So just pick a different style. That reminds me, because you mentioned about like their shoes and the pants, the area between the, your pants and your shoes. And that's this is a, another one from my mom. Uh, so 
What is your opinion, Kelly, on white socks? On white socks? Yes, no not problem. the baseball team. No problem. Okay. I, I'm not that... I, I don't really care that much either, but this is something that my mom has gone... Well, that's not where I thought you were going with this. No. Uh, no, that's just one thing she's always told me, like, never curl in white socks. I was raised on um, making sure that I never did that. What's, I don't know. What's her problem with people... white socks? I guess black pants, black shoe, everything is black, and maybe having this big white area in the middle looks uh, weird. I don't know. Um, I see. You're going with the, like, for instance, it's not okay for guys when you wear a suit to wear white socks if you're wearing a black pant and a black dress shoe. Something like that, but I mean, I'm not sure. So, mom, you can oh. comment on our Instagram. She follows it now, so. That's not where I thought you were going with this. I thought you were going to talk about how a lot of the guys have started wearing colorful socks or socks with multiple patterns on yeah, it. Yeah, I did that. That was my kind of protest of that. If I'm not going to wear white, I'll do. And how did she take that? <laughs> okay. It was kind of like in the, the same vein as the Norwegian curling pants. Mm -hmm. Like I once actually, when I was in juniors, I got bored with my curling shoes and I took off the laces and I put in these really, really ugly, colorful, bright shoelaces. Oh. Yeah, which... I don't know. I, I took some heat for it. A lot of people told me how much they hated it. Mm -hmm. It was like, hey, geez, lighten up. This is before Norwegian curling pants. So for all those, those haters, I wonder what they thought about them. Well, I'll tell you, in curling, we're very traditional with what we wear. And, you know, black laces was just the norm. Like you never wear anything differently under shoes. Yeah. Um, I guess for the socks, it's not too surprising because I think the sock trend has definitely came from the mainstream trend like now you like we're talking about suits earlier and a lot of guys their thing is to wear a funky pattern sock with their suits or the new new trend which i am personally not a fan of is the sockless or the ankle sock so it looks like you're not wearing any oh, socks yeah. at all. that i am not a fan of yeah i mean i've tried it's cold it is really cold yeah. it's like maybe in summer but not for curling Mm -mm. Or just not in general. I don't know. For, it, for guys, it just doesn't doesn't work that well. But I will accept the crazy patterns. I think it adds, especially if your outfit is very generic, like solid one color, then it adds a little extra personality to it. So, And I could be imagining this, but I seem to remember, I think it, this was your team took some heat back in juniors because one of you had socks that were, were really really fuzzy and there were a lot of picks on the ice and oh the fuzzy socks well those were just popular in general back in 2005 where everyone had to have the they're like really thick but not well insulated socks and yeah they're like little fuzzies and you can you could literally pull the fuzzies off the sock but they would also fall by themselves um <laughs> So they were great in the sense that they kind of kept your feet warm and like filled up the shoe. But yeah, you definitely had like little purple fuzzies on the <laughs> ice. <laughs> Can you imagine like your rock picks because of your sock? Uh, yeah, I'd have a good excuse. <laughs> Thankfully, that trend has died. I don't think even I don't think anyone wears fuzzy socks anymore unless they're like stay at home reading socks. Like that trend has has died. Yeah. So. Sorry, I think white socks are just not that bad. What else did your mom have? Uh... Okay, well, speaking of the color white, um, this is a shout out to Glenn Howard, circa 2006, 2007. I don't know if you remember, but um, remember their white belts? 
Yes. What's your take on that? Also, not... I'm okay with it. Yeah, like, that was another thing that my mom pointed out was not a good look. But what okay. I was... but And I think I convinced her ultimately on this, is that it, they weren't out there trying to say, hey, this is the new trend, this is the new look. No, they were out there in the same vein as the Norwegian curling pants, just trying to look a little bit different, less... Uh, it's also more tame than the Norwegian curling pants. Yeah, it was, it was, and it was for fun. So, and also too, like Ontario, they're all in black or they're like the provincial colors are black and red, black pants. Like white is a nice way to add a little pop of color in there. Yeah. And so I, I, I think I made the argument to her that no, they're not, they're not trying to say that this is the way everybody should go. It's just, mm-hmm. they're trying to be a little bit different and, uh, and it's, subtle-ish and I think I ultimately convinced her it was a very simple belt too it wasn't you know it's like a basic white leather belt or leather-ish belt and the belt buckle was very simple it wasn't anything crazy or flashy so I think it was yeah it was a good accessory which is a bit of a letdown if they could do it all again I think they should have gone even flashier (laughs) oh they should have but I think I mean, a belt is considered an accessory, and I think, and socks as well. So you can kind of get away with going a little crazier on those items as opposed to getting Norwegian pants or a very busy jacket or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, again, I'm okay with the belt being white as long as it matches the outfit. That here's the whole key like, if you get an accessory that just doesn't match completely like if you have too much going on like i said in the previous episode like the norwegian pants in themselves are okay but when you add a jacket that just doesn't match the pants like the colors aren't even the same then we got a problem yeah it all has to be seamless okay so um we kind of agree on the white belts and the white socks sorry mom what i've tried to do now kelly is i've gone through the depths of the internet. I've looked for pictures of bad curling fashion and I've come up with a few. So um, I've not told, I've not shared these with Kelly yet. So uh, we'll see her reaction live on podcast. Uh, first few are kind of lame. Uh, this is just one that my brother pointed out that I, he made this point and I, once I saw it, I couldn't unsee it. And it had to do with when they redesigned the Briar and Tournament of Heart jackets a couple of years ago. Because they've they've always everybody's kind of kept the same provincial colors over the decades, right? Mm-hmm. But the the template that they use has always been a little bit different. And a couple of years ago, they redesigned them all. And now you you're, Kelly can see these jackets now, but yeah. I'm I'm showing the Alberta and the BC jackets. Oh, and I thought it was the same jacket for like uh, the female and the male for no. Al- these are yeah. Um, so when they redesigned these. They have the exact same jacket for Alberta and BC. The color scheme is the exact same because down the middle, the torso part is all white. The only color is on the sleeves. Yeah. And Alberta, blue and yellow, we all know that. BC, though, they've colored slightly darker blue and yellow. The yellow is also a tad brighter. On the Alberta one? Uh, no, on the or BC one. Or no, on the BC one. one, yeah. Yeah, the Alberta one is more of a standard blue like if you look on the color wheel like just a basic blue and the yellow is a little more what color can we use to describe it yeah like a canary no not a canary yellow 
I guess it's a basic yellow. Like if you know how you have like if you look on the color wheel and then you have blue as a prime color mm-hmm. and then you have yellow as the other prime color. <laughs> I'm going back to my primary art classes. <laughs> like they're just basically primary blue and yellow, whereas the BC one is a little darker and the yellow is a little more like a canary yellow. Yeah, and we're looking at... Um... Distance and if you look quickly, they are very similar. I don't want to. I mean, I, I don't want to insult people who came up with this, but I, it's um, it's kind of bush league to me. You only have twelve teams at the Briar and Tournament of Hearts. Surely you could find different colors for each of them. Surely we could have two teams not wearing pretty much identical things. It's kind of like having. They a- could have gone inverse and have. The oh, it's hard to. Well, here's the thing because BC doesn't always have yellow in it, it's always blue is a primary color, then white. Mm-hmm. But for these jackets, because the white is only in the center, and then you have these swooshy parts on the sleeve that need another color, and I guess the only other color for BC is yellow. I guess, yeah. It's just, I still invent another color or something. It's just ridiculous, to, though, to me to have such identical. The joke I made is that it's like it's like having a football league with nine teams and two of them being called Rough Riders. Um, for the Alberta jacket, I think it's fine as is. For BC, honestly, I think they should have removed the yellow and just have it blue and white. Yeah, and they did change this template slightly. I think the next year they used the same thing, but the white part down the middle for Alberta just it became blue. So oh, okay. There was less light. You wouldn't get it confused. But just one more uh, thing against this, uh, I found a picture of this later. I don't have it in my PowerPoint presentation, oh, no. but the names on the back of the Alberta jacket were written in yellow. So it was yellow on white. Who was the designer for this? Like the contrast is just not there. Like you wouldn't, how can you read the names from far away? No, it was, uh, so they, they fixed it up. They, oh, the next God. year. And fortunately you didn't need to read the name because you knew who, it, that it was Kevin Cooey. You knew that it was, I think Chelsea Carey. I don't, uh, but but the BC and the BC people was it in blue? I think so. Yeah. So BC, at least you could read the names. But yeah, just poorly designed. Yeah. I mean, the jackets themselves aren't bad. Like they are pretty clean. But definitely, you got to get your colors sorted. Yeah. And yellow for BC, it just—I don't think we've seen it very often. No, I don't think so. I don't know. We we already called out BC last week for uh, their lack of a crest. Get with the program, yeah. BC. <laughs> I'm telling you, they're just they're West Coast people. That's right. <laughs> oh, while we're making enemies, let's make more enemies. Uh, have oh, you right. seen Deadpool? Uh, a little bit, yeah. Okay, I haven't. And I'm going to... So everybody, who, I don't know anything about it. So everybody's about to get mad at me because I don't know the first thing about it. But my brother called these the Deadpool jackets. Here's a picture of Rachel Holman. Uh, and if you look at her arm... She's wearing yes. the same jacket, so you can't unsee it, right? It looks yes. like this Deadpool character. You can't. Well, now that you have them side by side, okay, I see it, but I never would have guessed it before. Although I remember the year where they had these jerseys, and I really didn't like them, like the shirts. Yeah, this is the same thing as the BC Alberta identical things. Oh yeah, it's too sporty looking. I don't know how to say it. In a way that makes sense. Like, obviously, it's a sporting shirt, but I don't like it when it looks t- like there's too many, like, swooshy, like, lines, and it just looks like 
It's too busy. Yeah. And that was this my jersey thought. too yeah. has like it's white in the center and then just the black sleeves with red lines all over. Like it, it looks disjointed. Yeah, it's uh it's too much going on. And then there were just things that I was like, well, I can't tell these two provinces apart, or I can't read that because it's in yellow on white. That's true. Just a bunch of things. Oh, and there was one more thing that was poorly designed with it. Um, let's see if I have it. Oh, yeah. My, so my brother pointed this out because he uh, he's done graphic design. And he mm-hmm. got he made a big case about this, about this being a big fashion faux pas. And this is the same template, the, the Deadpool jackets, as I'm going to call them from now on. Um, there seems to you be can not... Get that, you can get that trending hashtag Deadpool jacket. That's right. Hashtag Deadpool jackets. Um so this is a picture uh, we're looking at now of Matt Wozniak. Um, also, Matt Wozniak, you were almost close to being successful, but you have too much hair on your head. <laughs> That's why. I think they, they've, did they run up in this briar? Were they the runner-ups? I don't remember I, back then. I don't know if it was this one, but McEwen, again, never won a title, but came very close to Yeah. And I should point out in this picture, he's wearing black because black is not a Manitoba color, but they were the wildcard team this year, I'm guessing. Uh, yeah, so this jersey is black in the center, black sleeves with gray and white. So boring. Yeah. And my big thing with this that my brother pointed out, and once he pointed that, I never noticed it, but once he mm-hmm. pointed it out, I was like, yeah, that's awful. Look at the Briar logo on his chest. Oh, yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, it's the positioning of it. Yeah, the positioning is bad. And to me, it looks like somebody cut it out of paper on paper and pasted it because the area in between the letters is white. They haven't filled it in with the background color. And my brother pointed out that every team that had a colored jersey had this bad Briar logo where it looked like cut out paper. It looked okay if your jersey was white. And you can see in this picture too. So on the their right shoulder, there's the Tim Hortons logo. Um, and which they've done properly graphic design 101 as my brother called it but I also find just because of so in this one they have two so the center of the shirt is black and then there's two gray stripes that run along the side of the torso and then run up and join at the neck Mm -hmm. and I find with the positioning of it it just of the logo which is over his left uh like breastbone it just looks out of place yeah especially with the gold line logo on the other side being like much much higher yeah yeah it's it's awkward yeah definitely it could be there's room for improvement there is yeah so we've (laughs) we've dumped on these deadpool jackets quite a bit um they've they were pretty recent though weren't they using these up until like a couple years ago yeah and i think the thing that just doesn't work for me is there's like the torso part is relatively simple, but there's just so much going on in the sleeves that I just, it doesn't work. And now that you've pointed it out, it does look a little superhero Deadpool you. Maybe we can start our own line of curling apparel and name it Deadpool oh, attire. Interesting. Yeah. But I think they're much better now. I, like, I feel like it gets better every year, but there's definitely some years that come out and you're like, oh, not yeah. my personal favorite. No, I think they got rid of this whole template thing recently. Well, they changed designers. Like, I don't think Goldline does it anymore. And um, no. now it's, what is it? It's uh, Dynasty, right? Is it? I think it is, yeah. Okay. And I think they, in the last couple of years, they've looked way, way better. Mm. That's good. I'm curious to see what's going to happen this year 
because of the whole bubble that's situation. true will we even have like provincial teams or will it change format that's, or would uh, it just be a team yeah yeah anyway discussion for another time yeah so what else do we have for uh fashion faux pas um oh this is one that my mom wanted to mention <laughs> oh i totally forgot about that one. Oh my goodness yeah, this so is old. i defended glenn howard a couple of minutes ago but now i'm throwing him under the bus this is uh glenn howard from maybe i don't know seven or eight years ago back with uh craig savile and brent oh and that's wayne madaw instead of richard wayne madaw, yeah Vidal played with them for a for couple, a couple of years. years. Yeah. Yeah. And I see they're wearing Balance Plus. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Sponsor us Balance Plus. But do you want to describe the jacket that we're seeing here? Yeah. So the picture that we're both looking at right now is the Team Glenn Howard circa 2012, I'm guessing. Um, their jackets are bright yellow. They're sponsored by Weedman, uh, which I'm guessing is a lawn company. <laughs> Uh, landscaping or something um and at the bottom of their bright yellow jackets there appears there's really long grass that appears to be growing out of their pants yeah so basically the whole bottom quarter of the jacket all the way around is a dark grass green color and then you see what are essentially pieces of grass kind of growing up towards the top of the jacket yeah as, as to my, represent grass, and I guess the yellow is the sky, or also the colors of of Weed Man, and <laughs> it says Weed Man in big green letters across the chest. That's right, and I wonder, like, um, I mean, you know, we know the story in curling. You take what you can get for sponsorship, <laughs> but I'm just wondering if somebody turned on the TV and watched curling for the first time, and how are they going to take this seriously when they see uh, Weed Man? <laughs> I mean, I hope they got a really good sponsorship deal out of Weedman. Um, yeah, because we're not because, going to anymore. I mean, <laughs> okay, it, the jacket itself, it's a lot, but it's not terrible. I mean, no. the design, it works. But if you're in a curling club or a tournament and people come out with those jackets, like they're going to be noticed. Like They're going to stick out. Um, so I really hope that they got uh, a good deal from Weedman to basically take over their entire jacket. Another quote about it, uh, again from my mom, is it's like they're wearing Hawaiian grass skirts, but upside down. Oh, it's so true. <laughs> if, you turn it up, if you turn your head upside down. Yeah, you could Photoshop this and totally make them look Hawaiian. Just flip the grass part upside down. Well, I think the issue is that the pieces of grass are too long and too thick. So it doesn't really look like grass. Like it could almost be flames. Like if you change the colors to orange and then the top blue or something else, it could look as if your jacket's on fire. Um, <laughs> that might be just... a cool look, like to have a jacket look oh. like it's on fire. I'm wondering. Yeah. Some of these new templates that you can design, which are very expensive, I've are pretty uh, pretty crazy. That'd be an interesting look. Yeah. Well, I guess if you have anyone on your team who has any experience in graphic design or fashion um, and you have the budget for it, you can definitely do whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm not like totally against these jackets um, or, or teams adopting jackets like these just as long as, again, they're cohesive and they work. I think for this one, it's also not too bad just because they have – the clean black shoes, clean black pants, and then 
black gloves and your focal like the focus point is just on those jackets and you can kind of tell they do have sponsorship on their sleeves from other Mm, companies but it's pretty minimal so like the whole look itself is pretty clean it is very bold but clean so it kind of works yeah like I, I, what I'm thinking looking at these is these look like comfortable curling jackets. They do. I know I know one thing I've noticed is that um not that we curl competitively anymore, but the the more recent jackets I've owned, I don't know if you'll agree with me, have been the more comfortable ones. Mm-hmm. Well, there's definitely been improvement in terms of fabric and cuz the the issue that comes with curling is that you want something that's warm, but usually something that's warm ends up being heavy and is not um, sweat absorbent and that but you also want something that's like stretchy and comfortable and usually those don't always mix yeah so this has got it going on it's got it checks all those boxes it's just maybe <laughs> the look is or yeah you know they even have the matching brooms to go with it so like i was ma- mentioning a hey, last episode true. uh how I like the balance plus how the heads are like the head of the broom is white with the shaft being white and then only having the color and you had a choice of color at the, like for the end of the broom and they yeah. chose green really nice so it, it yeah. just they definitely I, coordinated their outfit that's it I just want to throw it out there too that um I know we said last week we we didn't really like the Asham style of shoes but one thing I, I I really like that I think it was Asham that did this is that they got into designing brooms for people. Now, the brooms are, I mean, the shaft of the broom is what I mean. Sorry. The brooms generally are the same, but they started putting like provincial designs on the shaft mm-hmm. and they were, I thought a lot of them looked really, really nice. These days I find the broom shafts look pretty lame. Yeah. they're oh. Again, like, there's like too much going on. I just not, not a fan. Yeah. No. But anyways, I'm really curious. I was just gonna just to finish. I'm kind of curious to see because I don't remember, and it's not in this picture. But what their shirts are like under those jackets? I think it was the same thing. I think they were matching shirts, bright yellow with the grass motif as well. Like I think amazing. it was the same thing. So yeah, they were consistent. They uh they went for it. But yeah, so I guess our consensus is that like it's a maybe a bit of an awkward design, but well carried out. Like yeah. I think especially with things like this, it can be hit or miss and there's not a lot of in between. It's it works or it doesn't, basically. Yeah, it, it's and still, a lot of per- a lot of personal preference. Yeah. It's modernish. Unlike mm-hmm. I think the one that I have next. Let's see if this is it. Oh wait, yeah. This oh is, my goodness. Remember this. Yes. This is uh Brad Gushu at the Olympic trials um in oh when was this, this would be in two thousand seven? No, 2000, no the, he went in 2006. So this would have been in late 2005. Yeah, this is when uh, Gushu uh, went, won the Olympic spot for the first time. That's right, Torino, with Russ Howard Italy. when he teamed up with him. So it means Russ Howard had to wear this thing too. It is a bright, bright, bright orange jacket. And I think for the trials, they don't, uh, the colors are completely random. It's not provincial based it's you have That's to qualify right. to the trials and then there's a pre-qualifier too so i don't know how they if there's a lottery on how I they wonder, assign the yeah. colors like is it just completely random or whoever won whoever's like first seed gets to not pick that there's, yeah, not really see but i guess uh whoever because there's like categories of how to get in 
And if they okay. start from the top, mm. so if you won the Briar in this here, and then the Scotty and the Scotties too, and then they kind of go down in prestige and the pre-qualifier winners may maybe get last pick, or it could just be completely random. I wonder. That's very interesting because Gushu would have been seated very low at this. Apparently he had not been I don't remember this, but I was reading that he um he was still really, really young back then and he wasn't playing particularly well. They were considered really really big long shots but once they brought in russ howard that completely changed everything so maybe they got the last pick in terms of uh i don't know if anybody uh competitive is listening let us know (laughs) color we're looking at here is pumpkin orange that's right not even pumpkin orange uh if you live in montreal you definitely know uh (laughs) (laughs) i want to drive around them yes construction orange yeah the and the trim is this gray color (laughs) yeah and i remember these jackets so they're pretty much all one color except for the trim that goes from the collar all the way down to under the arms which is gray again not i think it would have been nicer if they just went with white but yeah uh, if you were in the arena during these trials like there's no way to miss this team (laughs) no and I will say this, I think the one thing they got right with this jacket is that they made the trim gray because we can joke in Montreal that they look like construction pylons, but imagine if they had made them black, then they really would have looked like pumpkins. Oh, yes. Are these Mondetta jackets? I think so. Yeah, because Mondetta was making a lot of the jackets and stuff like that back then. I think like, it is They were them. dominant for quite a few years. Yeah. Um, Again, and they are, it's also in that stage between, you know how we were saying the puffy jackets and then the straight cut jackets. It's a little bit like that. Like it's not a fully puffy jacket, but it's not tailored. It's kind of in the middle. That's true. It's a little bit puffy. Yeah. But I've seen so much worse. Yeah, it's a little puffy and it has an elastic around the waist to cinch it in. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think overall it's pretty like, Again, I guess you can tell my style. I love simple, minimalistic looks. And this is simple and minimalistic. And they also got the logo right. If you can see, it's a little fuzzy, but it's a uh, there's like negative space in the logo. Yes, which is interesting because it came way before that Deadpool one we were talking about. <laughs> yeah. So they got it right back then. And I think these looked nice, just not the orange one. Every other team looked fine. It was. It's just this is a bad color. It's a very bright and bold color. I wonder how it was on... T- I guess the TV screens back then weren't the best resolution. I mean, you, don't, you didn't have 4K like you do now. Could you imagine watching that on TV with those bright orange jackets with the contrast of the white ice? Oh, I know. Like, that's I, blinding. I went to a hockey game once against the uh, Philadelphia Flyers who wear orange. And it was... I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I bet a bunch of hockey fans are listening going, that's not true at all. But um, I was like, wow, that's uh, the contrast. And not only is the jacket bright orange, but the coach you can see on the right here has a bright orange jersey. And I think the jersey has the exact same pattern as the jackets, right? It has, again, like the stripe from the collar down to the the armpit. Yeah, I think it's the same exact same look on the, like Glenn Howard, same look on the shirt underneath. I wonder if he still has that jacket. I wonder, yeah, because I'm I'm thinking if I if I had that, I would want to burn it 
But at the same moment, I won the Olympic trials in it. I might want it framed. Oh, that's definitely yeah. something you would He frame. for sure still and has it. The color is interesting enough that it makes for a statement piece. Yeah, I would keep it, I would, but maybe in my basement or something. I don't really want to look at it every day. Maybe, you know those people who, have, who renovate their basements and make it into like a sport lounge bar area? Oh. That would be perfect for that. Yeah. Maybe not in your formal living room, but... So Kelly, I remember last week, um, you commented that you really like the Swedish jerseys that they come up with. Uh, are you talking about their national jersey or, or just, the yeah, the, the, or no, I don't mean the Nicholas Adin. I mean the national Swedish yes, team every I year. Love it. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll hear those comments and I will raise you this. Oh my goodness. <laughs> So what we're looking at now, this is a picture of the Swedish national team from 1986. Yeah, 1986. Uh, By the way, I believe that is Anna Hasselborg's uncle throwing the rock. Oh, really? Yes. Again, as you can see here, no hair on the top of the head. So conspiracy theory continues. And what a delivery he's got too. Like his arm is coming way up off the ice. He's holding his broom well into the air as he slides a good like two feet in the air and just to describe though um actually i kind of like his jacket or maybe it's a sweater i don't know it's bright yellow it's the swedish colors and blue stripes but yellow pants oh that's where they went wrong i think the sweater itself is nice and they also have the three stripes that go along uh the sleeve kind of uh like the adidas style i don't know if they were sponsored by adidas back then but it looks exactly like that. But I do agree the yellow pants are a little much. I think if they went with black pants, it would That wouldn't be so bad. Better. Yeah. But then again, it's the 80s. <laughs> no, I yeah. haven't seen the sale either. We all know the 80s were not known for their sense of fashion. No. But I have to say that slide is something. Like we do not teach that uh anymore these days. No, that's right. When I this came from um I well we were mentioning how we found a bunch of old games during the uh, during quarantine that people are putting on YouTube and somebody so I was looking for the oldest games I could find and I found this one. So um and yeah, his delivery is really funny. Like it looks like he's going to fall or face plant every time he slides. I don't know because basically his elbow is at a 90 degree angle but it's like above his head. Look it up on YouTube, 1986 World Curling Championship. And also, it looks like one of those wooden brownie brooms, and those weighed a lot. Oh, yeah. And by the way, all his team is sweeping with corn brooms, so that's also fun. I think that they need to do a retro curling challenge, or just take one of the slams or one, like, the Canada Cup, whatever, and just give everyone retro outfits. I think so. And retro equipment. I have to add that. Yeah, you have to broomgate no longer. We're playing with corn brooms. That's right. And I have to be honest. Um, so I don't know if we mentioned this before, but Kelly sent me an article saying that corn brooms are getting increasingly harder and harder to find. And if you have one, hold on to it. It'll be worth something. And I've always kind of wanted one. And just not to play with, but just to, well, actually, yes, to play with ones. And so I actually, I bought one and it came this week and it's it's so cool i love it but i've tried sweeping with it and oh my god it's a technique i tried uh, i know my dad has 
one or had one and I tried sweeping with it and it I just like the te- it, it didn't work the technique just I couldn't process it yeah actually that reminds me let's go off the board here um what are your feelings still fashion here on these compression things that everybody wears on just one of their arms oh yeah how did we not bring that up I know that's another thing my mom wanted to bring up so um I don't know so much about the compression part of it but I can see it keep your arm like it would definitely keep your arm warm which would be good for a sweeper because it is they always wear it on their dominant arm so the one that is closest to the broom head and that they're putting all their pressure on um and is essentially doing all the work but how i don't really know i haven't looked at the data so i don't know if it actually does anything to improve your sweeping yeah i know a lot of people in sports wear it like you'll see football players wear it and baseball it's, players. Yeah, I see it a lot. It's just, it's weird to me to see it over one arm. Yeah. And, and it's just, it's kind of funny that we've gone through competitive curling and things have changed while we've played, but nothing too significant. But I'm trying to imagine like if we both went back into competitive curling and the first thing we had to do was go out and buy our t- matching team compression sleeves, <laughs> I would I would have a hard time doing it without laughing. And some of them look nice now. Like they've got the provincial crests on them at the Briar and Tournament of Hearts. Yeah. So they've, they've done well with them, but I still. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's no point in putting a compression arm sleeve on the arm. That's basically just holding the broom in place. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Something I'll have to look into. I'll get back to you on that. Yeah. Um, But it is a little weird looking, especially if you have um, like, especially at the Briar, they're, Often they wear t-shirts and you just see like one naked arm and then one black arm that has the compression sleeve on it. Which again, yeah. How is that fashion in from a fashion sense when you've got different sleeves or one sleeve only? Uh, it doesn't look good, but I guess you have the coolness factor of being like, I'm wearing a compression sleeve. I must be <laughs> professional. I guess. Yeah. Maybe that's why I don't like it because I think I, I know I'm not professional. <laughs> I'm just trying to imagine what I would look like with one sleeve. People would laugh. Yeah, and I mean, could you imagine rocking up in the club with a compression sleeve? Like, <laughs> I well, would roll my gonna eyes. Do. Yeah, this is what I'm actually, you've just given me a good idea. So next year, hopefully, when we can get back to curling, because our club is closed for the season, uh, I'm going to roll in there with my compression sleeve and my corn broom. Because let me tell you, uh, sweeping with a cord broom now that I've tried it is extremely difficult. And that's what I just roll my eyes at, is that do you really need something to... I don't know, ease your muscles or whatever it is it does when the brooms are lighter than they've ever been before. I mean, think about these things that back in the 80s. They yeah. could have used something to help their arms. That's like the only thing I can see the compression arm things being useful for is just to keep your arm warm. Because yeah. that's like the important thing. You want to keep your muscles like warm and how do you want to say it? Like that you don't want them to be too stiff. So keeping that will keep it warm. But besides that, I don't really know what it does. Yeah. Oh, and what about this tape that everybody's putting all over their arms as well? Oh, the, the athletic tape, tape. Or athletic tape, yeah. Yeah. Unless you like have an injury already, it's kind of pointless. <laughs> I mean, I did a little bit of like athletic therapy back in the day. It was really good if you had like a pre a chronic injury or like a pre-existing condition. Um, and it would just keep help keep like certain 
joints or whatever you're taping in place. So one common thing that athletes would wrap are their ankles. So if you're prone to uh, twisting your ankle or you have like weak ankles or something, then that would make sense to tape. But after... Like if we did it for a soccer player or a football player, like after 10 minutes, it's like all loosen up. So it's more of a psychology thing at the end of the day okay. um, and they have to get changed. So from curling, um, yeah, unless you already have like shoulder, because I guess one thing, one part of the body that we see often tape would either be like the wrists or shoulders. Mm-hmm. So the wrist, it makes sense um, because of the way you hold the broom, right? Um, you're kind of in like a flex position and you're putting a lot of weight on it. So it can help there. And for the shoulder, if you have like an existing shoulder injury, then maybe, but you would have to like, especially for the, the, the wrist, you would have to change the tape, at least like the fifth end or something. Oh man. Well, Hey, I learned something. Yeah. So it's more like a precautionary thing than a, but if you're like totally fine and healthy, like there's no point in wearing tape. Yeah. I feel like a lot of teams are just, uh, putting it on and, uh, (laughs) And I know when I did my internships with with some sport teams, so I did it with a rugby team and some of the stuff that we're taping, you can tell it, we did it because it affected the psyche of the athlete. Like they felt confident with the tape on, even okay. though we knew like it wasn't going to do anything. So there's <laughs> a little bit, uh, there's a little bit of a psychological aspect to that too. Yeah. Athletes are not superstitious at all. Not at <laughs> all. <laughs> That reminds me of like the thing that uh, baseball players, the black stuff they put under their eyes, oh, which yeah. I think scientifically has been proven does not do a whole lot. But isn't that to remove so like the, the sunlight? Yeah, uh, does it not do anything? I rem- I seem to remember seeing like on MythBusters that it doesn't do much. But you know what? We're gonna test it. Um, I know we curl indoors, but I'm I'm rolling up. To- I'm telling you now. I'm coming up to the club next year with my corn broom, my compression sleeve, and my the black stuff under my eyes. We're starting new trends here. Um, I think I was telling you earlier how over the over the weekend uh, I was watching or kind of half watching the the bowl games for college football, and there was one of them. It was in an indoor stadium. They're playing at the Mercedes Benz Stadium in, uh, in New Orleans. New Orleans, yeah. And it was closed dome. And these guys also had like the the black under their eyes. And I guess it's for the glare of the lights or something. But after at halftime, you saw some of them on the bench and the black was just literally just spread all across their cheeks. Like there was no black. (laughs) Hey, quick. Yeah. Quick aside. um, One day we can do a podcast on. I know what I know this is a curling podcast, but on the those bowl games, because there's there a lot of them were canceled this year because of COVID, but some of them have ridiculous names. And mm-hmm. it reminds me of when we're following the provincials. And I think it's if you win Ontario to go to the Briar, you win the recharge with milk tankard. I think that's what it's called. Okay. Or the Boston Pizza Cup or something. They all have like uh, some pretty awkward corporate names. And my favorite bowl game from this year was the Duke's Mayonnaise Bowl. Oh, wow. Yeah. I saw one. It was like the first responder, first immediate responders bowl or something like that. Oh, yeah. There's a great list of them. And oh, the Cheese It Bowl. You know oh, those yes, little Cheese It crackers? <laughs> and the best part is when the team, when the winning team won, you know how they dunk the coach in Gatorade? They yeah. dunked them in Cheez-Its. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, yeah. And I think there was one more. I f- seem to remember last year because I think it got can- – there was something 
bad boys lawnmowers bowl or something. Wow. If you own a lawnmower, make sure it's a bad boy lawnmower. I also need someone to, we can do a whole podcast of you just explaining to me how these bowl games work and how, because it depends on where you're seated and like what conference you're part of. Yeah, Um, it's complicated. Because there's so many college football teams out there and there's no um, like ranking. Well, there's a ranking, but it's very. Yeah. And COVID threw a whole wrench in the way they operate too. Hey, maybe we can try and tie this in and for Curling Canada to use it for the national selection. Actually, yeah. That's uh, as we debate the the formula of how we do things, maybe we should turn to college football. And just to wrap this all up, I guess, um, when we were talking about bad curling fashion, I think there's one thing that we discovered that stands above them all. Yes. Um, so this is from an era at the Briar and Tournament of Hearts where same provincial colors that we all are familiar with, but they extended to the pants. So if you're from Alberta, your pants were bright, bright blue. And um, this is the, I think, the worst one we have ever seen. This is the 1991 team at the Tournament of Manitoba at the Tournament of Hearts. You can find this picture on Google if you want to see what we're talking about, but it'll be up on our Instagram and YouTube. Um, White pants, white jacket with yellow in the shoulder area. And that's Kathy Overton Clapham. And I also have to comment on the ladies' hairstyle. Again, this was... Yes, they're (laughs) early 90s. Yes. So by our logic, they didn't do too well because they have a lot of hair. (laughs) But yeah, like you said, the jacket, the top half of the jacket is canary yellow and everything below that is white and the pants have yellow stripes going down the side. Um, So I also saw an article from the Toronto Sun uh, interviewing uh, Kathy O and some other like top female athletes of that time. And they were commenting about those pants. And as beautiful and clean as white pants are, apparently they were very <laughs> uncomfortable <laughs> and see-through, yes. which is a big problem in curling. And I can't believe nobody tested a, a squat test before approving these. Yeah, this has to be the worst I've ever seen. One, they were see-through, but the whole outfit itself was very warm and heavy and just like uncomfortable to play in. And I can believe them just by looking at this picture. Yeah. And you were saying that um, when we think of Colleen Jones and uh, who else did you have? Marilyn Bodo. Yeah. And uh, Sandra Schmerler. Um, Yeah. So this article also um, mentioned these three ladies. Um, They're known for wearing kilts. In curling, like females had two options, the pants or uh, the kilt which is traditional um, at the time because, you know, the sport came from Scotland and Scotland, they wear kilts, so it works. Um, But it wasn't super popular. Like, not many people wore them, but these three ladies were known to always wear the kilt. And I thought it was just a a fashion choice or a comfort choice or an homage to the traditional roots of curling. But actually, what they were saying in this article is that these, especially Colleen Jones, she wore the kilt because the pants were see-through and so uncomfortable and (laughs) she didn't want to wear them. So she went with the kilt. Um, So that's the story behind that. And now that uh, pants have improved over the years, there's not that many female players we see these days wearing a kilt. I just want to Ask hypothetically, because I couldn't find many briar pictures from this era, but did the did the colored pants extend to the men as well? Like, would the men's team from Manitoba have to wear white pants? And Ooh, I 
don't know. Is this article only focused on the the women's team? Because if I had to wear that, I would. Hmm, maybe the kilt isn't so bad. <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> Times were different back then. I'm sure these yeah. days you can get away with it, but. Uh... So that's the story of the kilt. I don't know. Maybe it's something that uh, should come back. Yeah, I don't know. I remember because it's not a podcast if we don't get in Randy Furby. Uh, I couldn't find a picture of this, but I remember like a long time ago um, at the Continental Cup, Randy Furby was curling with members of Colleen Jones's team. So that shows how long ago this was. And in one of the events where they had to play together, they, um, I guess it was either they had to, they probably had to have the same or same type of pants or kilt. And so rather than call Randy Furby, oh, no, I'll play in a kilt. That's kind of cool. Uh, I wonder, it's, I, did he wear tights with it too? Because that's so. That's my only problem with the kilt is that I'm not a fan of wearing tights and I don't find them very comfortable, but you kind of have to wear them if you want to wear the kilt. So, mm-hmm. And it's just one of those things that I can't find a picture of, but I remember seeing as a kid. Yeah, I maybe there's a, a game on YouTube of yeah, it. I'm telling you, people need to take these curling things and put them online. It's really frustrating. I'm sure there's someone out there who has a whole bunch of games recorded on VHS or even like TSN must have a game vault of all the games they've ever aired or broadcast. Same yeah. with CBC Just Sports. Just throw them online. Yeah. Let us dig through them. We'll be the only two views, but I mean, let us do it. So I guess that's it for today's podcast uh again if you think if you thought of anything that we may have missed or if you disagree with any of our fashion dislikes feel free to leave us a comment on instagram at behind the t.curling or on youtube at behind the t podcast or keep it old school uh and send us an email email is old school oh boy do i feel old well now it is (laughs) yes and thanks to our moms for writing this episode You'll get credit (laughs) at the end of this. (laughs) All right, bye. Bye.